Yeah, so I, I sold my last company in on August 31st of 2018. And it was a Whoa. you know kind of stressful sale. And uh, one of our founder friends, David, he said, hey, what I'd recommend is you go away into the woods and just go away, go away for a retreat. The water's fine, homie, jump into the deep end. So it you will reap it. We're talking how to start it, how to grow it, how to keep it. Take a deep breath. You are now rocking with Founder Secrets. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. It's great. Uh, well, cool. Why don't you start? It sounds like you had like uh, something that did spark something. Um, so I'd love to hear what you're thinking of. Yeah, so I, I sold my last company in on August 31st of 2018. And it was a Boom. you know kind of stressful sale. And uh, one of our founder friends, David, he said, hey, what I'd recommend is you go away into the woods and just go away, go away for a retreat and by yourself. And so I rented a cabin in the woods in upstate New York. I rented a car, drove up there. I was there for three days by myself. And all I took was books and a journal. There was no internet there. I was in this little town in the woods. I rented a one-person cabin. It like it was it rained every hour of every day I was there. And there were notices about black bears. So I was scared to go hiking. So I thought I was gonna get eaten by a bear. <laughs> so like I go up there and and but I had this like amazing experience, you know. I I uh wrote I wrote a lot. I, I it was just a really, really fantastic experience. So I decided to make it an annual thing. So every year at in it, because I did that one in you know, sold the company end of August. I did the retreat like September 12th or so of that year. And so every year I have it on my calendar. It's an annual thing on my calendar to do a retreat, like to do like a solo retreat. This year I did it a little bit differently because we just passed when this time would be. This year I did a little bit differently and I said. Like doing an, okay, here's what I used to do. I would, I would look at all the pictures I took over the last year. So everything in my camera roll. And then I would look at, I would make notes of the things that gave me highs and gave me lows. I would look at my calendar week by week for the last year. So I would go through and I would make notes. Ooh, that was a really good one. You know, that was a great. And, and then I would make all these notes about the people that gave me a lot of lift in life, like good people in my life. And then things that brought me down in life. The challenge is that that takes like, a day and a half it takes forever like you know and it requires really specific like you can't do 30 minutes of that and then you know like you really have to focus so which brings me to this idea of a month in review so a month in review is instead of doing that once a year i'm committing to doing that once a month so on the first saturday of every month uh, and I started it. So I did, I did, I just did one for a day at the beginning of October and it was for September. I, I asked these questions and I had this reminder on my calendar to bring it up. And the questions are, what were my biggest wins this month? And that's the way I do that is I, I also journal. So I look at my journal, but I go week by week through my calendar, which is much more manageable to do for a month instead of, you know, for a year. So what were my biggest wins this month? What were my biggest realizations? That's the second question. Realizations is like a nice way of saying what bad things happened this month. What what areas am I most satisfied and least satisfied? And then I broke it down. What areas am I most satisfied? What areas am I least satisfied? What am I going to do more of this month? What am I going to do less of this month? And then what am I thinking about for the upcoming month? And so the, the concept is just do a month in review uh, so I did this and it took me about an hour, 45, 50 minutes. Uh, 
Yeah, but I did the same thing. So I looked at all the pictures I took for the last month because I take screenshots if, if something happens that makes me go, huh. And then I take pictures of things. So I look at all the uh, phone, like all of my pictures I took for that month. And then I look at my calendar for that month. And then I answer these questions. And the annual review was extremely helpful for me, but it just was too much. And so I think that I'm going to be able to get the same amount of value out of this monthly review and maybe even more value because it's more often, right? Do you save them in a particular way? Like you tag them or you just go through literally your whole photo roll and where do you even keep screenshots? Like I use Sketch. What do you use for, for keeping I just screenshots? Take, I just take the screenshot on my phone. On I just phone. take the screenshots. Yeah. So I just look through the full camera roll. Like anything I saved, any screenshots, any photos. Uh, and then my wow. calendar. You know, I think like you, I'm a pretty judicious calendar updater. Um, I got to say that this is like one of your superpowers. You know, I, the, probably the kindest thing you've ever done for me was on my 10th anniversary of being in the United States. You created this video of like other people saying kind things about me, which must have taken, I don't know, some humongous, in my mind, like a lot of effort. Like it just seems like something that, that, that nobody else has ever done for me. And, and I've never done it for anybody. And so it's just still highly appreciated. So I was going to say that, that like going that extra step in effort is like one of your, um, superpower. And I think it's a kind of a founder trait. It takes like taking that one extra step more than what like most people would do to, uh, you know, in this case to, you're just being a good friend, but I think it, it applies to, business and in, in, in general. Yeah. I, I mean, thanks. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's a, I think it's a trait of just founders, I guess. Yeah. Another thing I add is I always get a lot of anxiety from monthly reviews, even preparing for, I have this thing called forum. We meet every month and we review them the the month behind and i always get like a lot of anxiety from that exercise because it's like oh man i wish i'd done this i didn't do as much as i wanted this last month so i'm trying to like i'm trying a new framework for task management and review and and that is to be like question-based versus task-based so what i and this is very recent we'll see how it goes but i started being like well what question am i gonna try to answer today and and i just write down a question it might be like a product related question or a business something i just don't understand like i'm researching some natural learning understanding stuff and i'm just like i just want to understand how speech gets turned into text at a micro level so how does that work it's just this that's a general question or it could be a very specific question but at least at least so far i feel and i write it down in like a notion or some document and i get more reward from that and looking back on that too like if i look back you know last week like oh i had some questions last week and here's how i answered them and here's some links and i that makes me feel good like like i've actually done some work towards answering that question versus a task which often is like oh well figure out natural learning understanding it's a it's an insurmountable task and it not only did like i procrastinated but then looking back i'm like well i never even i never really checked that box so that's a hack i'm working on how do you come up with the questions well it's just i guess the, i guess what i realized is that's more how my is more close to how my mind and, and work operates than than tasks i don't think of like you know, hey, I have, uh, you know, this project to do. I don't think in Gantt charts. I don't think in like Asana and Monday and like do, 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 and subtask. Do, 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 do. I just think of like, hey, why 
like right now we have in our business, even mailing, like sending physical mail is, a, is an issue. And, and so I'm like, gosh, why is that so difficult? And, and why, like, how does that even work? Like, how does mail get sent and received? Why can it be digital? Why does it, why do I have to rely on this, this, this person that checks mail or, or, and, and there's some vendors. So then I do some research into that. So that's, I guess I find it's closer to how our brain operates than tasks. Love it. Like I naturally have lots of questions. I, I wake up with like a million questions every day. <laughs> Me and you both. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Do you have any news? Any, any, like you're like the king of news. What do you got? You want to talk about in news or it could be nothing. Yeah. I, I don't have as much news this week. I mean, I, I think that what, you know, we were talking about last week with, with the LinkedIn uh, kind of people or, or, with you know, people claiming that they're head of HR or head CISO or whatnot of companies is not getting any better. <laughs> it's probably getting worse. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, are you going to New York City Tech Week? So I looked at some events and they all looked, you know, pretty sleazy. And one of them looked interesting. And then they messaged me and they're like, hey, this is only for VCs. Are you a VC? I'm like, ah, oh, well, I've invested in some startups. Like, well, you have to have a fund. You have to be a Gen Z VC. I go, okay. So, so I'm not going to that. <laughs> so that no i i have uh, zero events for next week but i do have that news i i put on there which i thought was hilarious about uh the washington post wrote this article about biden not hired a chief technology officer and whereas obama had a chief technology officer within three months he hired this guy todd park that built athena which is turned into a dumpster fire and then a private equity squeezed every dollar out of it and now it's doing great and now they're doing um devoted health which is actually a, a better version of the company i'm building <laughs> right now hey, guy's a superstar and uh, and and so they're like well biden doesn't have a cto how can this how can our country operate without a cto <laughs> to me it's like this is fucking ridiculous like what is the point of a cto in, of, of america like that this is like what do they do Purposeless job. And they're like, well, it's to, you know, uh, bridge the gap between Washington and San Francisco, which, you know, is where the technology hub is, which is really not. It's just a shithole. So <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. None of these people, by the way, they were technology officers before were in Silicon Valley, right? These are like actually were East Coast people. And, and so <laughs> I find that pretty funny too. Todd Park lives in like, in, you know, in Watertown, Massachusetts, you know, so like right outside of Boston. But, but if, I guess, so, so first I just think like, it's a ridiculous thing to even have a, a, a CTO. They do nothing. And even the previous ones, I feel like haven't accomplished like anything. They're supposed to like, like open up data. And then they like do this big push. Uh, like Todd tried around data. And then after a, you know, a year or two, they're like, oh man, government's so hard. There's no way to open up this data. And they just eventually kind of give up and go to private, you know, VC and, and <laughs> startups. So, but, um, uh, but yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. And, and to, I guess to Biden's, I guess, credit, hiring a CTO is really, really hard. And so like, I was just talking to this entrepreneur. She's, she's trying to find a technical CTO co-founder and, and she's like really struggling because she's not technical. And she's like, well, in the end, it's like the best place she's found is, is like, dating apps so when she go on dating apps she'll like she'll like run into all these guys that, <laughs> that tend to be like really quality material they're not great for like 
her dating, but they're they're really great potential CTOs. So she like tries to pivot the conversation towards hiring them on the dating apps, which I Whoa. thought was hilarious. So yeah. Wait, does that work? Well, it's, yeah, she's doing it right now. Uh, she's trying. She's, she's like literally. She's saying, "I'm dating." You know, I'm like dating CTOs, trying to find the right CTO uh, <laughs> as we speak. I'm dating CTOs, right? <laughs> I love it. All right, what else you got? Uh, what about everything you were saying here? Ideas for how founders handle different things. Yeah, want to pick one, or what do you? What, what sparked your interest when I wrote that? What I guess is there one that you want to chat about? Let's do, well, I, I think that you're much more like the quantified self kind of champion here. Uh, you know, that this like workout, all, all of these things, you know, measuring uh, what, what's, what's the glucose monitor you have? Yeah, I have to, actually, I just took it off because I have to replace it. But yeah, I, I, I can, we could probably yeah, do a show on all, all that. I don't know that I have it. Like I should like line up all the, the things right now. I'm currently really into the the Andrew Huberman podcast. I know I keep mentioning it like every podcast, but this guy is changing the way I do everything. Like one of the recent things was, did you know that when you look at someone, it's harder to pay attention. Like you, people say like, hey, look at me, pay attention. Right? Like if you're teaching a kid, like and it's not paying attention, they're like, hey, look at me, like pay attention. And the fact is, when when we do that, like if I look at you right now, I'm like looking, you know, I'm looking at, at, at your face. And so I'm like thinking of that. I'm not thinking of like, hey, what am I supposed to say? Like, what am I thinking here? I'm not paying attention. And I actually found that in our last podcast in person, so much harder for, for me to, to voice my thoughts when we're like looking at each other in person, as opposed to now where I'm looking at like a point on the screen. I'm not even looking at your face or my face and I have a so much easier time. So like, these are brain studies that he's done that like, this is, this is how, how people better interact. And one hack, another friend gave me, another founder was in Zoom to click those three dots and, and click the hide self view. And it's been also shown that people actually, uh, their anxiety, decreases after hours and hours of zoom if they have that off right because in, instead of checking yourself out like hey do i look okay like is this all right constantly for hours and hours and fucking hours by just like hiding yourself view people dramatically reduced their anxiety so uh yeah that's that's a tip for you too that's a great tip that's a great tip well, any other kind of big ones you've pulled what about with working out like what what kind of models have you seen that work well working out then? Yeah, so I've recently uh, uh, really started working out more. So I use this app called FitBod, and that'll FitBod will will generate a workout for you. And and so because I don't I don't want to like think while I'm at the gym. I often have a podcast or something else I want to think about, <laughs> and uh, and this just tells you the 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 exact exercise you need to do and it alternates muscles and it keeps an account so you log it even it even can do it by the way with your airpods pro like based on your head gestures it can record the set so you don't even have to like click on the app when you're in the gym if if you use the, your airpods pro that's pretty cool and then uh it, it adjusts your weight right so if you're like oh you did 50 pounds yesterday try 55 uh this time around and then you know based on which muscles are sore it'll give you new exercises for other muscles and so it just takes the thinking for me out of the, the workout, which I find super helpful. Uh, so that's, that's what I use. I use heavy 
and uh, yours is much better. H-E-V-Y. I think yours is much better. The I, I use the Apple Watch app because I don't want to work out and constantly be looking at my phone, you know, to add yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, so, so I yeah. love, so if we can do it with the AirPods. Uh, I wonder that, if Fitbot that, has a Apple Watch. I don't, I'm really considering getting an Apple Watch after you share that article about how awesome the, the, the what was that Apple Watch? It's like the best. Oh, the Ultra. The Ultra, gosh. Honestly, I just want my heart rate. So I have this, this, this longevity doctor that got me into, you know, you really need three forms of exercises. So zone two, which is just slightly out of breath, like a fast paced walk or, or, you know, light bicycle. So you need uh, a bunch of that four times a week, say 30 minutes each. And then you need strength uh, building, which is what I'm the gym for. You know, I need that four times a week or so, you know, 30 minutes. And then, and this is the part I struggle with, third, third kind is really zone five or, or, or high intensity workout, which is like, can be done in different forms. But the way I try to do it is you go one minute on, the, on a bicycle, like a, like a stationary bike for as hard as you possibly can. So like my heart rate just goes to like you know, 160, 180 maybe. And, and then, and then go slow for like, or stop for a minute until your heart gets back to like under 120. And then you go another minute as hard as you can and you do that. I'm supposed to do like 10 times, but that's really hard. So I do it like maybe six times, five times. And, um, and so, but that, yeah, so that's, that's the workout. Another workout tip that comes from Huberman is if you listen to 40 Hertz, uh, the sound 40 Hertz binaural beats, which is you can find on YouTube, just Google 40 Hertz binaural uh, beats. And if you listen to that for 20 minutes, that's been shown to like, like study after study shown not only to increase your focus and memory retention of what you do afterwards. So don't do it during the, the activity, but, but you want to do it before the activity you want to really remember or a workout because a workout is also kind of muscle memory and focus too on your, of your, of your body. So, so I do, I do listen to 40 Hertz. Uh, most most days like 20 minutes in the morning and and that kind of enhances your uh, my uh, workout and focus throughout the day so he's really really big on that i just got into an argument by the way with the guy that was at sam's party you know i won't mention but like he was he was like no you're not listening to the right binaural beats and he gave me this like article they were on like no this is the wrong way so i'm like i'm currently in, in an argument about what's the right kind of 40 hertz binaural beat it, it feels unknowable. So, so you, you you mentioned about the the Apple Watch. So I I I bought all the new Apple devices. Right, went from an iPhone 12 Pro to an iPhone 14 Pro. Went from an uh, Apple Watch Series Six to a Series Eight, the new one. And then I went from AirPods Pro first gen to the AirPods Pro second gen. And so I'm like three weeks in to all of them. And what I think is interesting is that kind of none of them are mind-blowingly good. Good. In, in other words, if I had to do it all over again, I'm not sure any of them are worth the upgrade. Oh, the, really? the, new, the, the new phone uh, stays on all the time. You know, your screen stays on and it sounds cool. But in reality, I think it's more distracting than anything because it, it always looks like you have a notification, you know, like it's sitting over here right now. And, but I hated it to start, but now it's like a few weeks have gone by, but is that enough reason to pay for a new phone? It is faster. So it feels faster and the battery is seemingly much better, but it's unclear if it's because 
it's just a new battery, right? You know, it's two years newer. So it could be the exact same battery from two years ago and it just feels newer or it just feels better or longer because it's newer. The screen, I because I skipped a generation, the iPhone 13 had a newer screen, like the 120 hertz, back to hertz conversation. Uh, and, and, you know, so the new screen feels good. The new AirPods though. So I bought them because I wanted a better mic. So I, I like you, I think use AirPods on calls a lot and I want, and, and sometimes I'm outside. So if I'm walking around, you know, if I'm walking around Manhattan, then it's chaos. No matter where you are, you know, if you're on the street, if you're next to, because I'll walk along the West Side Highway and there's tons of wind coming off the, the river. So it'll come off the river and then get in my, so I, so I thought, well, uh, I'll buy it because surely they've upgraded, you know, the mics in the last three years and seemingly um, they haven't. So they, so they, I think they did, you know, I think they did some, but, but the most mind blowing part is actually the noise cancellation. So I don't use the noise, like I don't use, you know, when you get an AirPods Pro, you get three modes. There's the normal transparency and noise cancellation. I'm always a normal. I just use normal all the time. But what's unbelievable to me is that normal is as good as the old noise cancellation. So you can be in normal mode and you won't hear a car. I almost got hit by a car because it uh, uh, in Manhattan because I didn't hear it pulling up. So it, it that is much better. And the new Apple Watch, you know, I skipped again two generations from the six to the eight. And you know, it's a little bit bigger, one millimeter, one millimeter bigger. You know, it's a little bit faster, uh, but is it really? It does charge faster. So I do like that. But I wish they added a new sensor. You, you know, like the heartbeat sensor that you're talking about. That's been in it for five generations. So, yeah, I'm wondering when will we get like a glucose sensor into the Apple Watch or, you know, something really mind blowing. Because a lot of these devices, I guess the SOS, so the satellite connectivity of the new phones, that's cool, right? You know, hiking, I hike a lot, you hike a lot, you know, hiking, have no cell phone coverage. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's my Apple review. Good. I agree with you. Do the new, so you have the newest AirPods? Yeah, this is the. Did they did they come with the three? Like, did they stay in your ear? Uh, yeah. I, I'm I, a, I guess the minority that that like those the pros don't stay in my ear, so I'm stuck with like the old you know plebe looking ones. I think a lot about people talk about how energy and 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 batteries will change in the next few years, where we'll be able to hold like infinite amount of power in in a very tiny space. So, just wondering like what what possibilities is that? unlock for changing the way we interact like even not charging you don't have to charge anything ever or i don't know i was thinking about the phone you mentioned the phone being glued to our hands and i wonder like is this really the best interface we've been able to create like is there like what's the next iteration of of this i don't, I don't have any answers i only have questions like uh <laughs> like we talked about like earlier. earlier today <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I, I'm really curious about the Apple VR. The, the rumors are it's coming soon-ish, uh, within the next six, 12 months. So that'll be the like the well, I've looked at the SDK, like the development stuff. What's coming? The the hardware or the what's Brand new hardware? Yeah, we'll see. Dude, we had I had a meeting yesterday and the guy was like last minute, like, hey, let's do it in VR. And what is it, like spaces.ai or something? And like half the people couldn't connect. They're like, hey, it's it doesn't say unknown server. Like I can't get I'm like by the campfire. He's like, he's like, <laughs> we just it was a great way to waste 15 minutes of a meeting. Uh and then eventually we just, went back to, we just went back to Zoom. 
no it was it was it was it was a it was i guess it was vr not not ar but i guess it's like yeah it was what was it you joined a virtual world is that yeah it was? it was you just created like a virtual campfire his business is is in in the metaverse so so he's like you know big in that and and so he was like, "Hey, let's do it in the metaverse." And like, and we're like, "Okay, why not?" Whatever that means. <laughs> well, it basically means you just connect to Second Life, or you know, one of like like the twenty year later equivalent of you know being in The Sims, basically. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's basically what we we're in. Uh, except much harder to connect because they try to make it, you know, decentralized, which which basically just means, you know, really shitty internet connection, uh, in my experience. So uh, I, I don't want to do, yeah, decide too much just in case it does end up being like, you know, I end up getting you know, murdered in the metaverse. <laughs> but it didn't work out. Came back to Zoom. I think Zoom's great business. All right. What else is on the list? Well, you want to know, like, so wait, so so what music do you listen to? Like when you work in out. general, no, oh, I only listen to podcasts, but that's not as uh, motivating. No, it's not very motivating, but it is, I think, mentally motivating. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really because I get all amped up, you know, I'll listen to my first million or, or listen to the new Freakonomics. Uh, and and you know, I, I, I used to listen to this workout podcast or workout uh, Spotify playlist, and it really got me all amped up. You know, you can only listen to it so many times because there's only so many songs. <laughs> you know, that's that really, <laughs> right? Like, how many times am I going to listen to this song? Like, I, I know every word of it. <laughs> and all I've done is, and so now when I hear these songs outside of working out, it reminds me of working out. And that is. <laughs> Wait, is that good or bad? Well, I, I you know, I think it's fine, uh, but, uh, you know, suboptimal, I think. What do you listen to working out? Yeah, also podcast. I used to Huberman show because that's that podcast is so long that you know it's hours. So the only time I could listen to it is work out. It's not, you know, like I live in, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska, and I gotta commute to work for two hours, you know. So yeah. I don't think anybody time. in Lincoln drives two hours <laughs> to the farm. It's <laughs> a good point. Traffic's pretty, pretty light. Uh, <laughs> they're driving uh, in north dakota i don't know so, so, uh, so my, my one of my buddies bought a house then here in florida and we were walking around and we found out that they have some friends from fargo north dakota and one of them bought a house down here seven years ago and then another one did another one did they all own on the same street in clearwater which is kind of cool hmm. in case you want to buy uh yeah yeah right where you're right where the hurricane was man like our i still have people that that are our company that don't have power it's like this is a real uh they don't advertise that when when you know people move to florida <laughs> yeah <it's> real risk <laughs> but i love how more people are, are are moving to new york like right like like our, our our chapter was like recently a bunch of people were like oh yeah i'm just moved back to new york from florida and who else was i talking to that yeah, this guy just moved moved back. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But I'm gonna short Florida. Yeah. I'm long New York. Oh, did wait. So oh I see. So like this monthly reviews for us. I was looking at what are my biggest wins for the for this month. And I was like, oh my God, what were my biggest wins for this month? But I just realized that was 
that was in the context of the earlier conversation. We don't need to actually list our wins. You're starting to get worried. Yeah, I'm super psyched for our for our our next guest on the podcast. I don't know if we should name him. Let's not name him. People need a tune in. But and then we have a bunch of like cool guests in the hopper. That got me really excited. Started thinking of the people we could bring on here. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. And it's gonna be great. You know, Jack. So, so well, just say his first name. But but yeah, then I'm on so many sales calls, and some of them I, I'm starting to think, ah, oh, you know, if you're a founder, this could be great uh, to to bring them on. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I like the the criteria of like somebody that's that's real, you know, like somebody somebody asked me like, hey, so how's the business been going? And I was like, hey, it almost died, but it but but it it didn't. We survived. We're good. <laughs> and so and 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 then and then she went on to like you know she's had some trouble raising money and and you know this year's been treacherous for for raising capital. And I mean, with entrepreneurs, I met with the southern entrepreneur. I was like, oh my god, no, yeah, we've just we just we're getting term sheets. We're talking to blah blah blah. You know, Andreessen's coming in and in healthcare. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm trying, to, what I'm trying to show is that the kinds of founders that we want are the ones that are more real about their experience, right? Not the ones that are selling constantly. I mean, it's great that they're selling and that's actually really good for, for business, but for the podcast, I don't think, you know, I think we want people that are willing to get more real about the, the hard stuff, you know, the challenges, uh, as well as the, as well as the successes, but not framed in that, in that, like, you know, we're always crushing it kind of way. So. Yeah, I, I, I do feel that parts of the economy are going well. You know, we sell into every industry and some of them are decimated. Um, some of my clients, like my contact at the client, usually somewhere in marketing, their whole team is getting laid off. So, so of course, they're not continuing their subscription because, you know, Bob is getting let go on Friday. And their whole the whole team is gone. Um, and then you know, I can be on a call 30 minutes later, someone in a different industry, and they, you know, they're in manufacturing and they, they can't add, they can't hire people fast enough or, or what have you. So it it does feel very, you know, the US is a huge economy and parts of it are doing well and parts of it aren't, but no one is having an easy time raising money, it feels like. For sure. I mean, even the ones that, and I do know people that legitimately did raise money uh, and, and a lot of money in the last few months, but, but even them, you know, amazing businesses had to take, you know, a huge discounted valuation, right? So, so they're not, you know, I mean, it's great, but it's not, it's not 2021 and, and 2021 is not coming back anytime soon. But I think some, you know, most people are on board now, but some still aren't. So I see like entrepreneurs that are like, still like, woo, it's like. It's all it's like nothing happened. We're all we're all cool here. Meantime, do you see Tiger is like potentially shutting down his funds or like looking for money? It's like this is like the biggest fund in the world. Uh, in tech. I don't know, right? It's like them and SoftBank just ate so many losses on these companies that that, that later stage is hurting. But I think seed seed is probably not as much. I think it's good. I think it would be good for the economy, you know, for us, you know, it'd be good for tech. It's good kind of flush out. Also, by the way, you know, I think you and I both, we've raised less than our competitors. You know, I have competitors who've raised 50 times the amount of money that we have. And, and on some level, that's 
you know, I can be really innovative and we can do a good job and be smart. At some level, money is money and it's hard to compete. Uh, and so maybe flushing some of that out is good. You know, maybe that helps uh, some of the people who've raised less money or didn't go as crazy on, on those things. So totally you have because here's what I see a lot, right? The people that have raised, you know, like I look at uh, even this AI company, we want to use Rasa for, for natural language processing. And they've raised a bunch of money. And I think they're at a point now where their investors are asking, hey, you guys got to generate revenue. You got to get profitable. We're not raising more money, right? And, and so they're all of a sudden like, hey, guys, why don't you pump the brakes on the technology, like innovation, and let's put more resources towards sales and like uh, selling, you know, finding a use case and growing customers to pay which will cause you to make certain trade-offs in product and tech that you wouldn't otherwise. Like we're not going to invest as much in engineering. And so I think a seed company in the same space. So now let's say you're starting, I'm starting Rasa today. You and me are like, hey, let's build a natural language processing company. Well, we actually have an advantage over, over Rasa because we're going to say like, hey, we're, we're going to raise, even if we raise very little, you know, a few hundred thousand, we're going to have a year of runway. It'll be the two of us. Say we're you know, engineers. We'll build the tech. We'll we'll take the most, by the way, recent developments because in the past, this would be another topic, but in the past, you know, six months to twelve months, AI and tech is kind of you know she gone through a transformation because of the not only the GPUs but the but just the models and the data and the parameters and these algorithms have have exponentially increased, which you see in the results of Dolly. Right, and open AI it's and incredible. all these other competitors, and, and of course Google and Amazon, and they're all fighting on who can who can do more faster. So a new startup can be like, hey, I'll just use all of that and build on top of like where we're at today. Whereas Rasa, I don't want to pick on Rasa, but like all these other companies, all the companies that are in like in the Series B plus range that have technology, <laughs> uh, guaranteed they are not, you know, they're not in the process of upgrading their tech stack. Right, they're like, let's just keep what we got sell the crap out of it so we can exit Tiger's money because they're pressuring us every board meeting <laughs> to save their portfolio. And so, and then they're going to do fine. I'm not worried about them, but I do think from a, from a competitive landscape, the, 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 the newcomers, the startups have a major advantage in that they can build on the stack today. They don't have this legacy tech to deal with. And I think they'll win out in the end. I think the companies built today will beat the companies that have been around the past two, three, four years. So. Well, I, I also think it's challenging to pivot a company like that, right? So, so let's say you raised $50 million, you hired 200 employees, you hired all them with this belief that, that they're changing the world and whatever it is and natural language processing. Um, but now we've got to cut half the staff. And now we're, we're, we're going to change, but that's maybe, maybe not what those senior engineers or, or people signed up for. And, and so the people who go for the exits, maybe were the ones who, who are most likely to rebuild the platform. And now you don't have uh, so, so I think that it, cre it creates all these other challenges, which uh, sucks for those companies, but creates real opportunities for people like us, I think. So true. So I just saw a Greycroft partner left to start her own AI VC fund. And what she said in the press release, which I think was like pretty funny, is that, that she tried to kind of invest in, in, in AI companies today at Greycroft. Well, she didn't name Greycroft, but she just said people, you know, basically old white guys in the VC industry think you know the ai years of like two three four years ago they kind of got burnt on a lot of the investors and and what they said it's a it's a it's a hammer looking for a nail right they have a product but no and i saw this actually just yesterday talking to a company that's like ai in our in our space and like 
the team is great. The technology is awesome, but they just don't have, you know, your use case. They're like, well, what do we, you know, let's, let's try this. Let's try real estate. Let's try, you know, you're, you guys do healthcare. Let's try healthcare. Right. Uh, like <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll work in that, which look, it's fine. If you're open AI, which is funded by billions of dollars from Elon Musk to just fuck around for a few years and just, you know, give talent, you know, to the world, which, which I think is great for the ecosystem to, to do that. But if you're, you know, a company that's, you know, trying to survive, uh, you know, you got to have some, some, um, use case. So I, I totally get why the great car partners and these old VCs would be like, Hey, uh, you need an actual use case like before you do. But what I also think is interesting is that partner left to start her own fund because she thinks we're at a pivotal moment where that's no longer the case. They were like shifting into, into a time where, uh, there are real use cases and technologies caught up to fulfilling them in a reliable way. And it's a, it's a thesis. I think, I think there's no way to tell if she's right or wrong today. On who's right, you know, Greycroft and and other folks might be right, but well, I do but, think but, it's but, interesting. But, but think about why that there would be opportunity in a downturn, right? So I want to cut costs. I want to, you know, human labor is a big part of these people's costs. So if AI can actually deliver on some of these things, then sure, of course, you know, I'd, so true, man. It's such a way. It's easier to raise a hundred million than you know save a hundred million. Then well, you just you know raise a hundred million like that. You're absolutely right. The the humans were were cheap, if you will, to add because money was free, so you could just hire more. Even for Google or Facebook or an Apple, they they weren't inclined to to develop tech when you could just like hire more engineers, which is actually kind of a double win because you keep them from your competitors hiring those talented engineers. Exactly. So now you're like lock them in and. Uh, you don't have to innovate that much because all the innovation talent and brain powers with you and they're just chilling playing ping pong over in Chelsea. So uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody's happy, but you're right now that those people are all of a sudden like, Oh my gosh, now I got to live off of my, you know, million dollar savings that I got while I was at Google. It's like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know? Now I think pressure, pressure's not quite on, on those people, but I think it is on the next generation. People, they, they just graduated. They were like, Hey, yes. I was going to work at Google. And then Google's like, we just laid off all these people. We're not, we're not hiring right now, buddy. So that, that person who's like super smart, super motivated, super young, like ready to go. They're like, Oh, well, hmm, well, maybe I'll you know, do my own thing. Maybe I'll compete with you. You know, maybe like, maybe I'll start a, a, a better tech. So I think, I think downturn will be good for, for startups or is good. It's already happening. It's already happening. We're already in it. Yeah. I, I we, we see it. Uh, and I, I'm, Cautiously, uh, I'm optimistic for us, but uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. Cool, man. Well, shall we wrap it? I think that's it. All right. Later. Woo! Thank you for rocking with the homies. Taylor Trusty and Flavio. Seize the day on it. Until next time. Hold it down. Hold it down.